Blog Talk Radio. Wait a minute. 
Were there pickleball mandates out there about pickleballers shutting it down? I don't know. Maybe there was. Now, golf kept rolling, and thank goodness it did. You know, I, I think golf looked at it. They put their restrictions out there, one person per cart. You got to stay. Boy, you can't. You know, they made the holes where the ball can't go all the way in, and you have to touch the flag and all that stuff. But golf is picking up like crazy. They looked like a way there was a way to boom with it. But in tennis, daggone it, come on. I, You know, I, I wish that the USTA, this just a suggestion, and of course I don't have enough power to do anything. This is a suggestion. They should have come out with a thing and said, okay, be safe, 78 feet away, you're not going to catch anything, all right? Number two, cross opposite ends of the net. Sit down opposite places. Hey, guess what? Balls. Why don't you use color-coded balls to serve on your serve and have the other person flick it back with the racket? Or You know, I mean, Kenny, did we overreact? Coach Kenny Lovett, did we overreact a little bit with this, with tennis? I mean, did tennis just cover yep. in their rear ends? What's your opinion? Yes, it's an opinion now. It's opinion. You're allowed opinions in the United States. We know that, right? <laughs> what were your thoughts? Uh, I, I think it's uh, it's pathetic the way the USTA handled it because the letter they sent out scared so many clubs, including mine, uh, and people for playing the most healthy sport in the world. For, <clears throat> for instance, um, the letter they sent out, basically recommended no one plays tennis. And at our club, for instance, we had to take down the nets for three weeks. And people continue to play tennis at other places. I had to go teach at other places. Uh, there, there hasn't Private been boards, one. backyards, yeah, all that. Right. Yeah. There, has, there has not been a proven corona case in tennis in the entire country. And uh, right. it's, uh, I, you know, it's a, it's a healthy thing for people. It's safe. Uh, we have our nets back up, but we're basically we're, you know, having people in doubles play if right. they're not in the same play, play, play with, you know, their own balls, serve with their own balls. Uh, there right. was no re- there was no reason for them to shut down this great sport. None at all. And, uh, you know, Sure. And, so and Kenny, I don't mean to jump in there. I haven't even introduced you yet to everything, but you're a regular on the program. But, yeah, we're looking for more leadership, more guidance there. Instead of we're the governing body of tennis, we're going to sanitize ourselves from any liability that we might put out there. What? You know, come on. What? I mean, what did golf – golf jumped on this, and I think they probably doubled their amount of players. What we do – got everybody hacked off now i want you know kenny kenny love it folks let me get into kenny here first so glad to have you back on the program i cannot wait to get up there your area of the mountains we're either gonna go fishing in the mountains up there we're gonna have a few meals together and brainstorm because kenny you are one of the best minds out there and you literally you know, you don't take things lying down. You're not one of those people. You know, I, I feel like there's people that are do-nothings. You know, when this whole virus thing hit us and we're, we're kicked back in our houses and everything, I'm getting stir-crazy a little bit, and I'm trying Me to look too. for productive things. Yeah, you too, but productive things to do every every day of the week. 
And, you know, there's only so many chores we can do, so many planning we can do, so much stuff we can do. We're going, come on, let's get the ball rolling here. But we've got, I think, 30% of the people are do nothing. They're either scared or they're lazy. You know, and then I think that uh, you've got people out there that are exploiters. In other words, they're just bad. 20% 20% of people, 10 or 20% of people are either using it for political gain or they're trying to use it for some kind of financial gain, but they're trying to figure out how can I move the ball here. But, you know, then there are the moonshot people. I call them the moonshot people. The people are saying, let's go get something done. And uh, look, folks, you know, I, the disclaimers are out there. Come on, don't be stupid. You know, you don't you understand this stuff is – but I want to give you this, and then we're going to get off on tennis, because, Kenny, today, and I'm going to let you do almost all the talking here in a minute, but today I said we're going to solve some problems. You and I are, and on this radio program, we're going to start solving some problems, and daggone it, we're going to try to get tennis, you know, tennis out there, a launching pad, and somehow this is a great opportunity. But I wanted to make this point, and I've got to make this point. Okay, so the other day I'm listening to about podcast number 532 of trying trying to listen to whether, you know, motivational podcasts, sermons, all kinds of different things. We had Pat Boone, if you remembered, old Pat Boone was on a uh, program, and uh, I was listening to him. Now, listen to these statistics. So we've had 55,000 people tragically die in the United States of this, Okay. And now we know all the flu numbers and everything that we didn't shut down the country over. But Pat Boone said this, Kenny. He goes, do you know we've had sixty-five to 70,000 drug overdose, drug-related overdoses in the United States each year? Oh, by the way, it's over 600,000, 600,000, okay, smoking-related deaths where, okay, now these are self-inflicted, whether drug, you know, or self-smoking. Uh, oh, by the way, and folks, I, I'm look, I'll stand up and tell you that, you know, I'm I'm a Christian, and I believe in the sanctity of life, and I am full-blooded out that way, and I know that there's tennis people out there going, oh, my gosh, I'm liberal, and what the heck is he talking about? But last year, Pat Boone said we had 1.1 million, 1.1 million babies aborted. 1.1 million. Now, regardless of how you talk or think about any of that's 2 million deaths last year in the United States alone that we had control over. All right, now we're not shutting down anything over that. And but listen, the shutdown was necessary. It flattened everything. But as far as USTA is concerned, and that's my little intro, Kenny, I'd like to get some uh, – let's come up with what, what we want – things to solve our problem here in the United States. It's been 20 years since we've had a USA, U.S. Uh, champion on the men's side. Women are doing a little bit better. We could talk about maybe why that's happening. But let's talk about the sleeping giants. But let's first of all – you know, two times you've been on here before, you've got a son that came up tough in North Carolina, got pretty dang good, ended up winning a lot, got to go to a major college program, became one of the best players in the country and definitely one of the best doubles players in the country, and he's out there trying to make it on tour. Could you talk a little bit about that and what's your 
um, you know, sweat is in the game here. Um, you know, uh, skin in the game is a little bit with your with your son and what's going on there, and it, and just ten, you know five ten minutes on the troubles that he has breaking through. You have as a parent all these years spent in tennis, and then let's try to solve this doggone thing. Let's try let's try to solve it. Okay, so go ahead, Kenny. Yeah. Yes, sir, Coach. First, I'd like to, you know, as a proud coach and parent, I'd like to say Corey just, uh, Corey was a four-time All-American at uh, University of Alabama, and then he transferred to UCF to the USTA Center, and uh, no disrespect, it was a mistake of mine on the um, on the transfer, but he did, uh, he did make the top, uh, just last night it came out, Corey made the top 100 greatest athletes in the history of UCF. I mean, in all the sports, just came out last night, so I'm very proud of him. So, I, as a parent, I want to, you know, to to say that um, the problem with uh, put it this way. Let me rewind. If I could go back in time when Corey signed with the University of Alabama, and the year he signed, they came out. His coach came out to me and said at Kalamazoo, uh, Kenny. By the way. They're going to no ad scoring Corey's freshman year. And my immediate reaction was, well, if I would have known this, George, I would have had him turn pro because I, I don't believe in, you know, shortened shortened sets, shortened tennis. And I, I, I you know, I, I'm just scared. Like Tommy Paul, who's a good friend of Corey's, who's, you know, who skipped college, Riley Opelka, good, another good friend of Corey's, Francis TFO, they, if you listen to them, all those guys did not play college tennis because of the no-ad scoring, and they spoke out about it. And, you know, the shortened tennis up is a disgrace in our country for a, the best sport in the world. And I, I, my fear is it's going to get worse. Before we know it, they're gonna, we're going to be playing fast-forward tennis in college. You know, they took away the fitness. They took away everything you trained your kid over and all the – all these years, you know, we pushed, and uh, you know, the fitness, the uh, the mental part of it. It's just, uh, it's all gone away, Coach. It's, uh, you know, to play a six game set of no ad scoring. As you know, you're on the bet. You know, I don't, I don't say this to make you feel good, but you are. I would have given anything if you were coaching when Corey was playing. I would have said you're going to play for Coach Creasy. Lawson Duncan's one of my very best friends, one of your probably maybe maybe the best guy you ever coached. You know, he's he's disgraced over it. It's uh it's uh it's it's scary where where we're going with tennis, you know, and there the USTA or the ITF's excuse was, Well, we're gonna we're gonna it's gonna put it more college matches on T V. How many matches do we see on T V because of the short scoring? Like two or three yeah, maybe Kenny, let's jump in there. Tell me what your opinion is, is how that happened and why that happened. I want to get to that point here. Um, you know, I, I went through the whole politics of the thing. I, I dedicated probably six months of programs to fighting this. What's your opinion about how do you think that happened, why it happened in college? I'll be honest with you, Coach. I, I mean, I, I think you have a – and I'm not being mean, but you have a very corrupt system. 
why uh, I'll put it this way: Corey's freshman year at Alabama indoors, I'll never forget. I had so many. It was a packed house, and so many fans were disappointed why they were playing six game sets of no ad doubles. They want they. I mean, I had at least a dozen people that came to watch Corey say, "We want to watch watch tennis. We don't want to watch. We're not here to get in and get out. We want to watch." Tennis, tennis fans just like football, baseball, basketball. They want to watch their sport. You know, when you coached Lawson back in the day, and when I played college tennis, it was two out of three full sets of singles, and then you come meet with your coach, and then you go out and play two out of three sets of full doubles. And to me, that's right. what tennis is about. It's just, uh, I have no idea. I, I don't know what you know. All I all I ever heard was the, to speed the game up, to get to get more matches on TV. Well, you tell me how many matches are on TV a year. Huh. And, and look, they could have had three. a TV form. They could have had a TV format. Any people would have done a hokey pokey show and the hula hoops if they get on TV. But the problem is to have everybody in the country, and now they're they're force feeding it down the throats of D two, D three, and AI junior college. There's an agenda. There's an agenda, but it goes deeper than that. Go ahead. I don't want to interrupt you, but but you're everything no, no, you're saying is you're exactly right. right. Well, you know, I, I miss the days, you know, where you really, yeah, I didn't, you know, it didn't matter. I, for instance, when I played, I love, I love the dog fights out there, seven, six, and the third, four hours, and then you come back in, you meet with your coach. You go back and you still have a chance to win the doubles. I mean, I I thought it was exciting for the fans. Yeah, it was it was a great era, and and look, it's a red herring, red herring completely, that it was done for the welfare of the student athletes. Well, baloney, you can see what it's done. It cripples and kills careers. We don't have any USA kids going out from college, going from junior tennis to college tennis that they have a chance of going out and play pro tennis. I want you to talk about that here in a second, but but I'm going to I'm going to get off this topic, but it was done the agenda. Look, we've done it to ourselves in that we have empowered number two people. Number one people hire number one people, number two people hire threes and fours. And and the point is is the people that were pushed into these situations, they either had an agenda. I, I'm not saying they were paid off. I don't I don't know what the payment would be there other than you know you've heard my stories on the gambling industry and how the gambling industry wants it to be short because then you have more random results. But you would never use random scoring system for a game of skill. It's a game of skill. You'd never you should have an exact scoring system and not a this random stuff. So I think there's some but we basically had the wrong people in leadership positions as we see all the time. And as, I always say stand up and speak out. That. But go ahead. As we still jump do. in. No, I'm saying as we still do have the wrong leaders at this position. Um, uh, Corey, Corey was invited uh, to go play a uh, – right now during the corona, they're having a singles pro league with, with the four 
fast four, which I don't believe in, which is four game sets of no ad scoring. And I did not let him go. It's laughable. A fast four. I said four. Yeah, and I you know, he said, Dad, should I go should I go to Florida to play I said, no, it's not worth the you know, they, they pay them but not enough to benefit them going all the way to Florida, playing four game uh I think it was three singles matches a day of, of fast four. Beat you know, uh, I mean it just uh you know makes Where are these people even, even in, <laughs> Exactly, Coach. Even and I'll be honest with you, skipping over pro and college, uh even the you know, even our USTA adult leagues, I've talked to several fans um, and competitors that they want to play tennis. You, I mean, who wants to – What did, let's say you and I are want to go play – Let's, hey, Coach, let's go for a weekend to South Carolina. Do we want to go there to play tennis or to play a four-game set? Do you know, do you know how long those matches last? Maybe uh, 15 minutes. And that's where wow. our country's going with tennis. And I'm scared it's going to get like that in college, and that's what. And my my biggest fear now is you're going to see American tennis players that aren't even going to play college tennis anymore. Just like I would not have let Corey play even two out of three sets of no ad scoring in college, let alone a set of doubles. You know, one set, and they've switched this to Division Two NAI now. It's uh, it's just a uh, it's a, it's scary, you know, where our country. So there's going there, there's stuff. either there's either people who are incompetent, or there are people who have an agenda. I do not think these people are wise people and wise guys no, maybe, but they're not wise men and wise women. They are wise, maybe wise guys, but there has to well, be I an agenda. Think, I don't think they're wise at all. I think they're very ignorant. I think. Uh, you know, when you why are we destroying our sport? Why why are we not playing the the sport that was created? Why is uh you know why aren't we taking baseball games and making it uh you know it's comparable to making baseball? Let's start at a two and two count. It's comparable to making football games. Let's start at the forty yard line. And uh, well, you know, let's, I mean, it, it, there's no other sport that you, you think about it. There's not one other sport in the world that has changed the rules like the USTA continues. It's just like right. the, the everything they do, they they destroy. Everybody was happy with regular tennis, even USTA players, adult players. I don't want to take. Uh, I will tell you this. I will not take if I'm a. I'm coaching a girl right now that's top ten in the country. She's 12 years old. She's incredible. She's a great kid. She's actually like my daughter. I love her. And her dad is so. Her dad asked me a good question the other day. He said, "Why didn't the USTA discuss whatever happened to when they put the miniature courts out with the the balls? The I call them the baby balls. What, you know, they never discuss how did that go away. They don't. They, right. You know, this little green, girl. Red ball. A, hey, yeah, Kenny, this I little girl. Wait. Go ahead. You know, I'm. I was saying this little girl is 12 years old. When she was nine, eight, nine, very good ball striker, she was forced to go up and play in the 12s. When my son was 10, you know what? It was still 10, 10 Southerns, 10 State. You played regular tennis. 
Now, now if you're eight years old, which is a big difference of 12, you have to go jump into the 12s to play with a regular tennis ball. I mean, what yeah. happened to, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's sad, well, Coach. I mean, I don't know. I don't think Kenny, it's, it's, Kenny, it's definitely. We need to solve some go of ahead. these problems, okay? We've got, no, 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 sir. Look, look. Uh, your frustration, I feel it too. Believe me, I've felt it. I've often wondered why am I am I going to be like Don Quixote here and continue to fight windmills over and over? Am I the only person that feels this? Why well, I don't think so. Recently, I want to tell everybody out there, and Kenny, you too, I read Rod Laver's book, Rod Laver's Autobiography by Triumph Books. It's Rod Lager, Laver and Autobiography. You got to get this book, Kenny. But it starts with his being growing up, backyard, his living on a farm, his dad helping him. He had a couple older brothers and how he fell in love with tennis and the complexity of the whole thing. And then how he got to go to a camp with Harry Hopman for a week. And then here we go. And little, little by little, he talks a lot about having to work for his everything he did and here's the thing as he goes through his pro career i would like to i bet he played 155 matches it's unbelievable the amount of matches that he was down five sets he talks about these struggles i'm getting up and and, uh pounding my chest when i'm reading this book but every youngster every person that has a love for tennis everybody in usda you usda guys if you don't read that book and understand the depth of our sport, shame on you. Shame on you guys. Because here's what we've done. We've diluted, polluted, and prostituted the greatest sport in the world. For why? Because the marketing people said so. Wow. It's just like, you know, bat, look, bat, Kenny, I disagree with you a little bit. They've destroyed basketball. They're trying to destroy, I think, football a lot. Baseball, my gosh, my son's in it, and oh my lord, there's talk about doing some of the thing. Baseball is still pure, but if they put the hokey pokey show in there and they keep juicing the balls, but Kenny, these marketing people think that it's the hype that sells the stuff. It's not. It, it's the depth of it. And so, just tell us real quick what Corey's plans are. Um, and or what you're going to do with him over the next year when this Corona stuff is 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 done and then i got to go to quick commercial we're going to come back and solve these problems get some ideas okay but what what do you um what what do you look for the forecast there well they've postponed the tour for so long all all these tour guys are waiting um cory is currently ranked 300 in the world in doubles he's coming home to train uh and he's very discouraged, Coach, because of the pushback. But he's, you know, I, I want to say one thing, and Tony Nadal brought this up. If you go on Tony Nadal, you can look it up. Uh, he basically said now, you know, tennis is a disgrace. Now, if you're not wealthy, it's very hard to make it, which I'm far from wealthy. I'm a very middle-class teaching pro. And, the, you know, the top guys like Federer, Nadal, Djokovic, they're, Andy Murray, they're fighting for guys like Corey. They want the, the the pay is so bad. These guys travel. They want to. They want to. You know, Corey's got six ATP titles. He barely covers his his expenses. You know, it's uh, 
And that's where the sport has gotten so bad. It's like pay these, you know, Corey can go play a a local prize money tournament and win more money there than he can on the tour right now. You have to be top 80 in the world to make money. And it's a great living once you get there. But, you know, what other sport do you know that you can say, I'm top two, 300 in the world, and you're not making money? You know, that's that's where, you know, the good guys are fighting for to try to keep these guys out there doing, you know, keep their dreams alive. So many guys, Coach, have quit tennis. Um, very good college players, very good pros that I was shocked at quit because they said they don't want to do the grind anymore. They try out. It's so expensive, and it's it's so hard to make it if uh, the USTA, the ITF, doesn't get involved and help these young guys, these Americans that have a real chance of making it. And that's my biggest discouragement as a parent and a coach is, you know, why 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 is the pay so low? Why aren't we taking care of these guys? Well, there's enough money out there, and let me let me just say this before we got to go to break. But look, we had the winning formula for a lot of years before we had computers and everybody got too smart for their britches. We had we had the perfect national tournaments for our juniors, but everything was done bottom up. Here's the point: it was done in your local communities. Your son got good there. Then he got good in his region state. Then he got good in his region. Then he got invited to one of six huge national tournaments where you knew the cream of the crop was there. It wasn't diluted, polluted, or or they didn't let people in who were pretenders. They, all of the people there were contenders, so everybody knew. All the kids growing up knew what to shoot for. Now, the USTA, in my, you know, I could go back to the, early about 1980 when I did a lot of work there and stuff. But the bottom line is top-down management, bureaucracies. We're seeing it right now in our government with the management of so many things. But we everybody errs on the way of sitting on their hands and not doing anything and hoping that the fairy godmother makes everything right. Well, they basically have thrown so many programs out there. I mean – we could write down whether it was the, you know, uh, you know, welcome center tennis or disco tennis or hula hoop tennis or green ball, red balls, play and stay. All of these. Oh, the no cut tennis. I get to go on uh, Coach John Denise's program tomorrow and talk a little bit about the no cut tennis. That has been not. It, it just further dumbs it down. I've always had a no cut but a high bar. I never cut players, but they got to do the work and stay and contribute, and they got to they got to make the requirements. But 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 the point is, we had the winning formula, and then everybody gets a little too fancy for themselves, and we had the greatest sport in the world. And here's the point, and you made, you alluded to it first. They're not going to take the blame for that failure, that red, orange, green stuff. They're not going to take no. the good teaching tools, terrible to impose it on the United States of America. Freedom, freedom. You know, I want to have that, that that thing from Braveheart where they go freedom. You know, uh, Milton Freeman. You, Kenny, real quick, do you know Milton? Do you know who Milton Freeman was? He was yes, the, sir. He, okay, well, you know who he was. Most of the people out there. <clears throat> He was the financial economist guy 
under Ronald Reagan. And he made a comment. He said, when you want equality and freedom both, you usually will get neither. If you try for if you try for equality only, you you're dead. You'll never have freedom. But if you go for freedom first, you have a good chance to have both both of them, equality and freedom. And that's the point. And I, you know, as these stuff starts happening, people get arrested up there in oh my golly, up there in in New Jersey, they said they had drones flying around and telling people break it up. You've got more than three people together there on the tennis court, social distancing. I mean, it's not. Could you imagine coming down <laughs> some of the places in the south? It's not going to be, you know, people are just going to yell at that. I mean, come on, are you kidding me? But we would rather have freedom than anything else in the world. Would you? I'd rather have freedom than safety. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you rather have freedom than safety? Yep. As American, yes, that's what we want. Look at our heritage and the people that died for it. And I've gone way over my time here. We'll be right back. This coach, Chuck Creasy, with American Tennis. Folks, this is Coach Chuck Creese, and I wanted to tell you that my book, Coaching Tennis, is has been rated as the third bestseller of all tennis instructional books in history. The third bestseller, Coaching Tennis, by Masters Press and McGraw-Hill. Folks, if you will go to Amazon, you can still get the book, and it's still for sale. It's been out there 20 years, and you can go to my website at www. ChuckCreasy.net and follow our programs and see the other books and learn a lot more. This is Coach Chuck Creasy, and our guest today is Coach Kenny Lovett. And uh, Kenny is—you've been a player, a father of a great player, a coach. You've helped so many people. But let's solve the problems here. We've got some sleeping giants in the United States of America, and let's let's solve the problem first. Uh, what 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 would you do if you were in charge of? United States tennis, Kenny. Give me a couple ideas, and then I'll throw some in there, and we'll talk about them. First of all, I'd go back to regular scoring. Obviously, that would be my number one thing. I'd uh, college tennis would be uh, like it used to be: two out of three full sets of singles and doubles. Um, not pampering the kids, which. Uh, that's why I look up to you so much. You, you, you're you uh, one of the, and I'm not saying that to make you feel good, but you're one of the best coaches I've ever seen. Um, college tennis, by the way, now, Coach, I um, and you are one of the top five best coaches without a doubt in the country. But I will tell you this about college tennis now, which is sad, is uh, I can, and I won't say names, but I can name 
six great coaches in the country and you're one of them, but it's become a business now where a lot of these college coaches are businessmen. They can't coach. They don't, you know, they're, uh, they pamper, they get you there and they don't, uh, I, my point is I would, I would go back to, I want to coach for my kid. And you don't know that as a parent, you know, you, these guys are great recruiters, some of them, but you get in there and, um, and then they become businessmen instead of you paying your dues like we taught the kids to do as juniors. I'll never forget when Corey went to your camp in Brevard when he was like nine years old. One of the greatest experiences he's ever had. But uh, I would just go back to letting tennis be tennis. You know, let, let's play tennis two out of three full sets. Let's, uh, you know, why are we changing the game? And I want to make a Bottom point up before management. I forget. I want to make a point before I – Forget, you know, they postponed the tour on, you know, Lord knows, you know, who knows when we'll start again. But what's funny is the USTA has postponed leagues to the end of this month. And you know why? Because the people that signed up for the leagues, they don't want to lose their – they don't want to credit or, or give the money back. So, so if the tour is postponed, why are the leagues going to – why are the leagues going to start back up at June 1? And here's another thing. One of our uh, most prestigious tournaments, is it's a big prize money event in Asheville. It's called the City Open. I want to say it's literally 80 years, 80 years of history. They've already canceled that tournament. It's in mid-July. Okay, why are we canceling, you know, uh, USTA tournaments, but yet they're going to still do the USTA leagues because they don't want to lose money. It's a bit you know, hypocritical. So explain how 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 in the world are we not having tournaments in July already canceled, but we're going to start up USTA leagues at the end of the month? Now, I'll, I want someone to explain that to me. A bit hypocritical. A bit hypocritical. Just a little. <laughs> the regular scoring, the college tennis, uh, just a bit. The the coaching. The not being players. Here's what I, you know, I always try to uh, put a label on things. It's easier for me to remember one thing, Kenny, but, you know, name it, claim it, tame it, don't name it, uh, rearrange it and blame it type of thing. But I believe we baby players because of here. Look, first level coaches, or top level coaches that you've been with a kid for years and years and years, you're going to tell people what they need to hear, not what they want to hear or wish to hear. And I've always said that these coaches, if you get somebody, you're a USTA coach and you you get somebody, you operate superficially on the outside with cliches, facts, and a few opinions. It's ridiculous how so many of them say, oh, we got to change that grip <laughs> and, and stuff like that. I'm just saying, what? Are you kidding me? Oh, you know, that'd be like changing somebody's grip by the time they get to a high, high level would be telling Larry Bird and you know, if, uh, Bill Hodges, who coached Larry Bird at Terre Haute at, at Indiana State, said, oh, uh, you know, I think we're going to change that release there on that jump shot. You know, I mean, it's it's just, it's just, but that's where they're at. Good coaches have to coach the heart, and they have to coach the inside of the player, and you're very vulnerable as a coach, and you get ex- you get exposed, but you have to go much, much deeper with the relationship. So that's part of it. Bottom-up management you brought, as you, the way of saying it, look, when we had bottom-up management and we let things be created and we had incentives, 
people created their own incentives, and then it grew. I think uh, often, Kenny, uh, you, you know, you remember who the McKinley brothers were, don't you? Yes, you remember sir. Bob McKinley? Chuck McKinley won Wimbledon in 65. Rod Laver talks well about him. But the McKinley brothers, listen to this one. You're going to love this. With the USTA, if, if they were managing everything, do you think this would have gone on? Dang it, I cannot remember their coach's name. But he was in St. Louis, and he had all of the kids play ping pong for one year before they went on to tennis court and he had them play with, you know, continental grips like they did back then. And they got the, the patterns right and the consistency, right. And the resilient mindset, Bob McKinley said they even played tournaments and everything. Well, he had two number one in the United States and he had the uh, Wimbledon champion. And, and, and the, but the point is bottom up management would create many, it create freeways, of excellence, not just a so-called pathway. I want to ask you about high school tennis real quick, though. That is our biggest, I don't want to say travesty. I'm not cutting on anybody, but it's our biggest missing opportunity other than Texas, Kenny. We have, I, I don't see many high school programs out there that are really developing players. What are your thoughts on high school tennis? Well, thank you, Coach. Um, um, I'm not going to be mean about it, but basically high school tennis now, they hire anyone that can find a coach to team that knows nothing about tennis. They will hire a parent, anyone. They don't, they don't hire someone that has knowledge in the game to develop these kids. So now it's become babysitting. High school is basically babysitting tennis. It's a, uh, it's just not a, you know, the the, the good juniors now won't after, play high school. We call it an after-school activity a lot of times. It's an after-school right. activity. It's, it's, it's not a sport. It's not yes, a sport. Yes, sir. And that's what it is okay, now. Okay, now, yeah. to be fair, to be fair, here's what I wanted to say. I think all of your skill sports are that way, and there are a lot of sports in high school. Nobody has the budget. A lot of high school coaches get $100, a couple hundred dollars, to, and they put up with a lot, so – you know, I'm thankful for at least people getting together. But here's where I think they're missing the boat. I think the format of high school tennis could solve a lot of problems. Kenny, in, in uh, Texas, best developmental pro- program I've ever seen for high school, the kids play a short team season in the fall. And then what they do is they play individual tournaments all spring. And the kids can play both of them or one of them. And it really, the kids develop very, very well. And uh, I've been trying to promote this for college as well. I see us, we ought to do team tennis. They do hokey pokey show, whatever they want to do. Piggyback football weekends in the fall. Let's play 15, 17 matches, bang, done. Thanksgiving, but Kenny, from Thanksgiving until June 1st when school's out, we could have the greatest amateur circuit in the world creating the grand slam of college tennis. For high school, you could do the same statewide. Yeah, you would do clay courts, indoors, outdoors, and national field. I mean, you could have that. I I agree. But format, and then what you do, Kenny, I've been working on this a lot. 
I'm trying to create a pro- program called Small Town Tennis USA, where we, what we would do would use college down the line players, my six, seven, eight, nine players on the team that love tennis. They want to coach. Let's put them in a small community um, for a summer and cut them loose and let them create energy there. If they got to get certified, get them a PTR certification or something. But let's cut them loose and go into a community and sort of work with the high school coach and give them some ideas of how to work. You know, because, you know, these are good people. I wouldn't know how to coach golf, I guess, or swimming. I'd, I'd be miserable. But, or gymnastics or something. But I think we could do better just from the format point. And, again, our administrators are not thinking out of the box at all. They're not they're not doing the right thing. And, you know, Kenny, they're also shoving no-ad scoring down these kids' throats. None of them even know how to right. play a third set. They play tiebreakers for the third set. It's so – that's a big opportunity miss, don't you think? Yes, sir. And also, you know, with the corona also, which is discouraging is my little uh, – my nephew is a very good athlete who I thought, you know, might want to play, you know, some Division Two and AIs, you know, tennis. And they uh, – he's off to a good start this year. And then what do they do? They cancel the entire season, which so many athletes went through, obviously, with college and everything. Um, tennis is one sport, like I said, they didn't have to cancel – you know, you, you don't have that many fans out there, unfortunately. But, yeah, I, I think uh, high school tennis uh, could be a huge recruiting war for uh, college coaches, but we don't – we're not growing the game. You know, they don't the, – you know, the UST does not care, and that's just the bottom line. They don't care. You know, it's all about making – they make a ton of money. Well, <clears throat> and they don't – you know, it's, it's, a ba- it's become babysitting. That's all tennis is. I'm scared to death, Coach, that before we know it, high school and college, Division One, Two, Three, NAI, is going to go to the Fast Four format. I wouldn't be a bit surprised if that happens. <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't either, sadly. I wouldn't be a bit and <laughs> I, you know, it's it, it that it'd be laughable, be laughable. But again, our leaders, look, you're not bad people, but look, well, I know that I can't you? go into. Would it Go surprise ahead. you one bit? No, I'm saying it would, not would it surprise, surprise me. you a bit? It's, exactly. I mean, you know, let's think about it. In college tennis, you, you let's say you bring in a great freshman team to the Citadel. That team's unranked. They've got to play one set of doubles, no ad scoring, to get ranked. Now, you tell me how hard that is. Well... You know, I look at it another way. I look at it like it's attrition. We we need to have have long matches, and we don't just want to be a couple big serves. And the level here's there's so many things, but small people have no chance now because no. Uh, tennis mainly first strike tennis. But again, the the source of the problem is that our leaders are not looking at this in the right way. They're looking at it as a quick promo way instead of honoring the game, the heritage of the game, the history of the game, and doing the right thing and let bottom-up ideas work. Yeah, with this thing that's coming out now, believe me, there'll be programs maybe dropped. and there'll be pro- But, again, we have to solve the problem of getting more American kids to colleges as well. 
Right now, it's 60 to 80 percent international students, and nobody's nobody's against this, but it's it's horrible. And in D2, it's probably 90 percent. It's probably in in in, and uh, there's nowhere for kids to go to college. So why would you get into college? Why would you get into tennis? So we've got to solve that too. And yeah, go ahead. We have so many great American tennis players that that you know the parents can't afford to travel around the the country. You have so many good talented kids that don't have an opportunity to play college because it, it has gotten so international. And I don't have anything against it. there's so many wonderful international kids, but in in America, why are we not take let letting our American kids have scholarships first? You know, I would I I'll be honest with you. I think I personally think D1 major programs now are eighty percent international, at least eighty percent. I wouldn't. I mean, that's a low number for me, from what I saw. Yep, but we got to solve it. And here's the problem: they cry prejudice now because you got to remember, probably half of our college coaches might be international students, and that's a very very delicate thing. So here's the way I approached it. Again, I talked to a USTA guy, and I said, first of all, you guys need to make an All-American, All-American team. You know, you need to have USTA All-Americans. In other words, that's that would not take anything at all. Number two, why don't you guys put aside a million bucks? We've got all that, what, a half a billion or whatever you've got, all that money. Put away a million bucks and give the top five coaches in America that do it with USA players, a $200,000 bonus. And don't you think if you rewarded the people who were doing it with American kids, do you think it would change your recruiting practices? That is the way that we need to do this thing, Kenny. So, I mean, I agree anyhow, 100%. Small town tennis USA, USTA just needs to, we've already talked about a lot about that. High school tennis. What, you know, here's another thing. On the back of my door, I have the rules for amateurism now. And do you know that international well, college players can make up to $10,000 a year by playing tennis? Did you know that? $10,000 a year because all these international students. Now, you tell me why we haven't had USTA player teams or UTR. This is your breakout moment. UTR, guys, why don't you pay our junior players when they win a tournament? In a local tournament, give them 300 bucks or something like that. You're allowed to. They're allowed to make up to $10,000 a year. But uh, it's, right. Uh, right now, it only helps the international students. But maybe we could do something there and go through the right channels. I've got the, the rule is, let's see, 12-1, let's see, 12-1.2.4.2. Prior to full-time college enrollment in sport of tennis, you're allowed to make up to you're allowed to accept up to ten thousand dollars in prize money in that particular year. What? <laughs> now you think about <laughs> it, but basically they had to do that because we had so many players in college tennis that had been taking money, and there was a can of worms that you could not close. And so our 
people who were in charge of the ITA, that's another whole ball game there, but the whole, those people, instead of just doing what was the right thing, they opened up the can of worms and just it allowed people to, are you kidding me? It, it's just, so now a semi-pro player, he's played pro tennis since he was 16. He gets to be 20, 21. He goes, you know what? I think I'll go to college. And that would be like our, it'd be like, it'd be like the single-A or double-A baseball players, you know, playing for the Durham Bulls or something. You know what? I think I'll go back and go to Carolina or somewhere to college. You know, I mean, it's just not right. It's just not right. But anyhow, here here's a big – I want you to talk real quickly about this because Kenny's um, – uh, Corey's going to fall into this thing in a, pretty soon here. We don't have anything after age 18. The USTA has nothing for people 18 to 35, do they? They have nothing. No, sir. Not a nothing. thing. So you can't go out and go, go to the poorhouse. They have nothing. That is a sleeping giant right there. If we could – if people could come up with – um, a a tour or something for you know whether you call it the farm league tour or something there because Just your, like your son's gonna come into the, he'll give up tennis till he's thirty five maybe Kenny because uh, it's not going to be because you burn out there's just going to be nothing to do. No, I know it's uh, I tell you, Coach, you know, for instance, for my for. For Corey and me, um, I have I I luckily have an incredible community at Lake Toxway where I work, you know, and um, I actually want to just thank the Zanders, the Smiths, the Nolans because if it wasn't for these people, um, Corey wouldn't be on the tour right now. I mean, I I basically funnel every dime I have because the the pay is so pathetic. You know, why why can't we help? You know, if you're 300 in the world, that's pretty darn good in any sport. You think about the top 300 in the world people, and they're making a lot of money. Why can't we yep. pay for their travel? Why Why can't we, you know, it, tennis is unbelievably uh, stressful because the the finance, and that's why so many of Corey's friends that are very, very good players have quit the game in, in the first year because there's yep. no help. It's uh, it's embarrassing that local prize money tournaments pay more than the the than the tour. You know, I mean, it's hard yeah. to get to. You know, I don't like kids giving up on their dreams in any sports, but you know, no. you it's a it's a business. You know, you have to be out there three years, but those three years are very hard to survive unless you're a multimillionaire. It's very tough in uh. And Corey works his tail off, you know. And the only reason he's not playing much singles right now is because of the grind out there. They went from, uh, you know, they went, and this is what, your point a while back. Because of the gambling, uh, the you know, bought the ITF, spent a you know hundred million dollars to buy the ITF. So for gambling, so they cut the draws and qualies. At one time, was 128 to quali. Now they cut it to 20. 20, oh my. 20 quality spots. Now they've oh moved back to, I think that they, they made a little more room. But do you know how many kids quit when they did that? I mean, how, you know, nobody yeah. could get in. It's it's, uh, it's the only Bad. sport in the world that we, we discourage kids from playing tennis instead of, hey, 
keep your dreams alive, keep going after it. But it's so impossible unless you're a multimillionaire anymore. And that's where the USPA is a joke. And I mean, I'm a, I know uh, I'm not the only one. I have members that complain about the USTA all the time. I have members, like I said, the USTA league that just want to play tennis. They don't want to. They don't want to go play four game sets. They want to play tennis after work. And it's uh, it's like I said, it's the only sport that has you know changed the rules every year. Like I said, nothing surprises me what will happen with college tennis. Nothing. Look, they've already taken the the pro tour the the 21 gender and made it a, I don't know if you saw it this year, you know, four game sets, no ads. I mean, you know, you know, it's it's just a, it's a a joke. You don't understand. Wait, How could USTA people not understand the game of tennis? How could they think that it is any, that has any sanity to it at all? You know, and and, you know how I've been, I've been, I've been describing, um, no ad scoring that it's an eight point swing on game point. We all know that it's the game you, sh- you could have had in the game they have now. That's why you have the deuce bad, the, the, the drama. Uh, and here's the point. It's an eight point swing. Well, tennis is always a two to one. It's a two, two point swing. It's a two point swing on every game, eight point swing. It's an eight point swing when you lose that no ad game. Well, here's the point. Could you imagine playing basketball? Basketball and having a four-point swing on every shot. In other words, if I shoot and miss, Kenny, your team gets two points. That's what tennis is. But could you imagine? <laughs> exactly. Here's where we're at. On a game point or one place, have a 16-point shot. In other words, you're you're down 26 to 10. And you you take one shot and make it, and it's twenty six twenty six. That is what we're doing with no ad scoring. How horrible horrible it is. And our listen, some of our good tennis people don't even understand that. But there's a reason why. There's reason why because you wanted the best players to win. So it, it, that's horrible. Right. But one last thing here. One last thing I'd win. What would you think? The USTA could solve a lot of this right now in the, without just trashing them some more. What USTA, what if you guys would divide your all your resources into competitive or recreational? In other words, participation model is fine. Do the hokey pokey show. Do anything you want marketing. Don't mess with the competitive angle of tennis. Do not mess with the history and the heritage. Do not, do not throw out all those great records that our champions had before and equate them with somebody who wins four game sets. Now, could, could you imagine? That? Right. Kenny, they're going to they're going to send us to New Rod Laver, and he he wins three four game sets. No ad. Holy cow! How good how good would our past champions like Pete Sampras have been. I mean, how good, you know, thank Roger Federer. How how good would those guys have been with no ad scoring? I'd like to know. Well, you know, you know there wouldn't be, went, you, you wouldn't ever have a Ken Rosewall. You wouldn't even, you would never have a Rafael nope. Nadal. In no ad scoring, Rafael Nadal would not be a champion. 
I totally agree, without a doubt. He would find a way, but no, I'm sorry. If you're under 6'2", don't play tennis. Come on. And I think your point that you made, the best point of all, and only got a minute here or so left, Kenny, but the best point of all that you made is we are discouraging people from playing. Anybody that knows how hard tennis is and then how slim the field is, why don't go try to be a concert pianist or a violinist for the New York Philharmonic? No, no, let's try to be a ballet. Let's try to be a ballerina in New, you know, at the New York Ballet Center, the number one prima ballerina. All those things are good training, but we've killed we've killed a lot of dreams off. And um, now we really look, haven't. We're destroying many more. We're destroying many more, Coach. Well, let's stay in the fight, I like and this, I want to I, leave everybody. Go ahead, Kenny. Go. I just want to say before the show ends, I really do appreciate all you do. I mean, you fight so hard for this great game, and uh, in your fight, I hope you never give up because uh, it is amazing what you do, Coach. And um, and I don't know, you know, how stressful that must be because uh, you don't ever give up on these kids, and you are one of the 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 last great coaches I know that coach the right way and I really appreciate you so I just wanted to tell you that. Well I I thank you very much. That's that's really kind of you. And for everybody out there, look, all we can do is all we can do. And we gotta put our heads down at night. Kenny does, I do, you know, Pete Sampras did, he has to and and uh, Roger Federer has to. And everybody who's involved with tennis, you got to put your head down at night. And in the end, you've got to feel like you made things a lot better for the long term, for the long run. And did you help other people's lives? And did you honor? Did you bring honor to this great sport instead of just making it some money-making thing, some popularity thing that it blows away faster and daggone fog in a hurricane you know it 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 really is comes down to that all of us have a duty to carry out and, and we got to stand the fight so stand up speak out say those things that that need to be said and hang in there coach kenny thank you Come